Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Offbeat Tracks episode 86. I'm Danielle. I'm Max. Hello. Oh, I, really, I, lo- oh, I missed up the rhyme. I loved that I, intro. You like it? Yeah, that was good. You know, I had one cup of coffee extra this morning. It shows. And I'm going to tell you what, like it was all before 10 a.m. and now it's like four, but I am still feeling it. This is a good episode to be really jazzed up about, I think. Oh my because so you'll need all I'm high energy, if exactly. you will. You'll need all the energy you can muster to talk about <laughs> arguably the king of high energy. Because that's who we're talking about today. Mr. Bobby O. Bobby. Oh man, we're Bobby talking Orlando. about him. And I'm gonna I'm gonna subtitle this episode Bobby Orlando nineteen eighty two to nineteen eighty three. Because too much. we started going through the catalog and it was like, I don't think we could do all of Bobby Orlando in one episode. So there may eventually be a Bobby Orlando part two, but we're focusing strictly on his nineteen eighty two. We've 1982, talked about some prolific people. This dude, I'm pretty sure, has not taken a vacation. In a very long time. Like, this no. man did not stop. This man did not stop for, he like, five sleep. years solid, and I can't possibly imagine why. <laughs> you did so, it, me. <laughs> let's let's do a little background. Um, he was born in 1958 in New York City. He's from New York City. I swear I thought Bobby Orlando was a stage name, but this man's real-ass name is Robert Philip Orlando. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what else was this dude gonna do except hang out in studios making... Music that a lot of people do drugs and do sex to. I mean, I would, your name's Bobby Orlando. Like, you know, what else What else should he have been doing in the I early mean, 80s? Yeah, that's a, you have your destiny. You <clears throat> either choose to do it or not. Yes, exactly. Um, and he chose wisely. He did. Um, there is this fabulous article from um, a magazine. I'm trying to remember the name. It's from 1987. This article's from 1987, that is. Um, it's called The Story of O. And it's this this snapshot of him. <laughs> I think as, I read this as it was in 1987. We we're going to link this on the episode page on our website because let me tell you, it's worth reading. Um, but I learned a lot about him from that article. Um, he actually declined a classical music scholarship to pursue disco. And I want to say that in spite of all the other shit I'm going to say about Bobby Orlando, <laughs> that right there makes him a champ in my book. I love that. Yeah, I mean, I, that's the only decision you can make. Right, because like the, the cliche is to go the other way, right? Like, oh, I did all this goofy pop music, but now I'm sitting down doing serious music. Bobby said, no, screw the classics. I want to do pop music. Well, and he yeah, did. no, apparently, like from what I read, he was um, he first got into the idea of pop music because in like the early to mid 70s, he was super into glam rock. And I'm going to tell you what, early 70s glam rock, kind of into it right now. I don't blame him. It makes me want to change my life and become an <laughs> early 70s glam rock person. Like some early Slade. My God. Slade was my pretty cool. God. Anyway. Um, did you also know he was a boxer? Yeah, I did see that. Isn't that crazy? Just New York's a weird place. It is. Okay, so on the on this topic, though, of him being a boxer, I have to read you. I want to read you the opening text from this article that I have. This is unreal. This is how this woman opens this article. 1976, Midtown Manhattan. A man and a boy are walking Broadway. The man slacks, neck, leather coat, gestures to a seed. I don't know what the hell that means. Bets are taken and the kid drops to the floor, does push-ups on one finger without breaking a sweat, without even taking out his gum. He flexes his stocky Italian boots little as they leave. Small-time amateur boxer, easy money. Does this not read like something that Trump would have written about himself a little bit? (laughs) He 
wishes. <laughs> you imagine Trump doing push-ups on my finger. <laughs> I know it's 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 almost like little, a little Kim Jong Il esque too. Like, and then he reached up and pulled the sun out of the sky and smacked a guy in the face with it, <laughs> and, he, and said, "Screw boxing, I'm going into disco." And then he crushed it and snorted a line of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, um. This is uh, the genesis of Bobby Orlando. He is a a big personality. Um, he this is around this time though in the late seventies. This is when he met a lady named Ronnie Griffith mm-hmm. at a restaurant, and apparently wrote "Desire" for her at the restaurant. Did you did you read this quote too? Yes. Same article. Um, he writes the now definitive high energy anthem "Desire" for a girl he met at a restaurant. Taken with the pushy little guy who'd rather go without a watch until he can afford a Rolex, the young Ronnie Griffith signs the 50-50 contract written on a napkin, has an affair with the producer, and a massive European success with the song. Beautiful. I know. Just everyone involved around Bobby Orlando just seems to be... there There are no, like, boring people around Bobby Orlando. I can't imagine being bored around him. He seems insane. Right. Like, so, in a good way. So let's if you're talk, listening, Bobby. Let's talk about that song while we're here, about Desire, Ronnie Griffith. Mm-hmm. Um, this this was Bobby O's breakthrough hit. He, I think it wasn't his first record. I yep. think the article glamorizes that a bit. But um, this was his first hit. Um, it uh, was a number two hit in Switzerland. It charted number 30 on the dance charts in the U.S., and it was number 17 in Germany. She, uh, Ronnie Griffith, was a member of Kid Creole and the Coconuts. And That's a cool name. Yeah, I don't know if you saw this, but she's from Bloomington. Uh, did you look up where she's been, by the way? No. Oh my god. So. Anyway. Oh, you mean other than the fact that she loves Jesus? Oh, like now? where she? Well, apparently, uh, apparently she, you know, went through a Jesus thing. I think mm-hmm. she might still be, but I think she's back in Bloomington. She lives there. She's a photographer. Oh, in that's Bloomington. cool. Um, I was gonna say I don't think the Jesus thing stuck because uh, I found some video that we're gonna put in the playlist of this of her performing Desire just like a couple years ago. At some event. I don't know what and it was. I think it's probably just a karaoke bar in Bloomington yeah, is what it looked probably. like. Probably. Uh, but she, she's, she's singing that song. Yeah, but yeah. She's, uh, she's, at, she's in Bloomington. She's in Indiana. I do think that the, the writer of that article was correct to call this a quintessential high-energy song. Oh, yeah. If you're in a high-energy, you know this. Yeah, this is this is one of the greats. Um, and, like, Ronnie Griffith is so cute. Like, the video is just, like, it's very on point. Um, yeah, this is just, like, when you think high-energy, This man. is one of the first, uh, like, real old dance songs I got into, and I started just downloading things that I saw, like, on websites that people talked about. Right. This is one of the first ones I loved, and it's, oh, it's so good. I want to read before we move forward. We're going to talk about some of Bobby, Bobby uh, Orlando's songs that he released under his own name here. But um, I want to read uh, a little bit more from this article because I, I have a point to make here. Um, this the, the lady who wrote this characterizes him as a fast-talking, intensively macho exhibitionist and voyeur, a homophobe who once pulled out of buying an apartment after sc- discovering that the previous owner was gay but he's built a career on making music for a predominantly gay audience. That's what I was about to say. Yes. <laughs> like, does he not know what that music 
he's making. She goes on to say, Bobby O's history of working relationships reads like a Bel Air alimony lawyer's case book, which that is a fantastic metaphor. Oh, God, yeah, we all know what that means. (laughs) One of his most successful associations ended understandably abruptly when he claimed he could cure the artist of his homosexuality. Yeah. So the, it's but, the 80s. Yes. Uh, women, too, are oddly tantalized by a man who fixes his dark eyes to theirs over dinner, tells them just how he likes to make love and what a great lover he is, and then kisses them goodnight on the cheek, only to call at midnight and ask if they're naked. I'm sorry, are women attracted to that? I'm just going to say, <laughs> Bobby Orlando sounds like a fuckboy. Oh, my God. Yeah. He sounds like the poster child of fuckboy. OK, like if I met some short little dude. And he was like, I'm going to tell you exactly how I do it. And then he calls me at midnight to ask if <laughs> to I'm ask naked. If like, there's nothing about that that I like. Right. And also, can we point out, like, if she was actually interested, he would probably be with her and know if she was naked or not. That's true. Like, it doesn't make you sound like a badass to be like, yeah, I tell women how I like to fuck. And then I call them at midnight and ask if they're naked. Like, that just makes you sound like you were at home. Like, you know, that is. I don't know. Because you weren't with her. Like, that is... Man. I know. So, moving forward with fuckboy extraordinaires. (laughs) (laughs) Extensive catalog. How great of a fuckboy name is Bobby? Uh, Yeah. Bobby O. Bobby Orlando. Like, all this. Bobby O. Fuckboy. We're we're in fuckboyville this week. I'm just saying. Five foot two fuckboy. Yeah. Is he really five foot two? I don't know. Everybody talks about how short he is. I keep reading that. So, I feel like he's got to be super short. Must be. If women are talking about how short he is. I was going to say, but here's the thing. If straight women are talking about how short a man is, that generally means he's like 5'8". I just know this from personal experience because I'm 5'6", and people (laughs) will bring that up. Like They'll go, oh my god, he's so short. He's like 5'8". And I'm like, like, that's taller than I am. I don't think like that, and I'm a taller woman. I don't know. To me, like, you have to be, like, noticeably short for me to say that you're short. Fair. Like, I have to, like... I think you're an an exception um, in that case. I've never really thought about it, but... Not to me. Like, if someone's talking that much about how short you are, like, in different sources, <laughs> you gotta be short. All right. So let's talk about some of uh, Fuck Bobby's songs here. Fuck <laughs> Bobby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. let's, let's talk about I'm So Hot For You. I, I think this is one of his best hooks ever. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's so good. I mean, you can just hear the framework of high energy. Yeah. And- it, it's totally like, you know... Like about some freestyle lyric- and that like little cowbell. It's about knocker. as lyrically inventive as any of his music is ever going to get. <laughs> yeah. Like he's he's not the best at lyrics. Production is definitely his talent. No, there is no substance in any lyrics he ever has. It's no, just- but that's high energy music though. Oh yeah, no, no, no. If you're there, for, if that's what you're here for, then you're here for the wrong thing. This is not your music, but you just want something that sounds good on a dance floor, and that's what this stuff is. I have the answer to the question in your eyes. That we should look tonight should be no surprise From the corner of my eye I saw you going by I'm so hot for you and you're so hot for me I'm so hot for you and you're so hot for me I'm so hot for you and you're so hot for me What are you waiting for? She Has a Way is actually, I think, the first Bobby Orlando song I ever knew um, of any of this of his stuff, including his yeah. his production efforts, um, I think this is probably his most iconic song. 
Uh, I mean, it's it's like the living definition of high energy. Yeah, it really is. It's like, a, other than the song, high energy. But that's different. It's not really high energy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you. I was going to say, I'm pissed off that everyone goes to Evelyn Thomas's high energy, which is not a high energy song. No, but like, I don't know. It's just, that's the quintessential song without being that high energy. Um, but there was a YouTube comment that I really like that I think embodies this whole thing. <clears throat> Quote, take notes, hipsters. <laughs> I don't know what it yeah, means, hipsters, but I like it. How is, how is hipsters? How, what hipsters are getting owned by listening to Bobby Orlando music? <laughs> it's like, yeah, you really need to make your music a little more high energy, modest mouse. Oh, and finally, this little gem of a song, All the People Are the Same. If you weren't Only on board with... Only a fuck boy will write I, Thank this. you. If you were not on board with the Bobby Orlando as a fuckboy, um, you know, hypothesis from earlier, I think this should be some nice supporting this evidence. Is, this is a... I can, here's the thing I can tell about this song. I mean, it's a... You can tell that... Bo- I feel like Bobby O in these lyrics thinks he's making some, like, giant... Um, new <clears throat> trailblazing thing of human nature. Like, it's the study of human nature, and it's just stupid. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you can tell he... he oh, he's serious. He, he probably wrote this, you know, like, after some uh, a lady pissed him off or something, and he was just like, I'm gonna get you back, you know? Because, like, this is, this is how, like... That's what men do. Th- yeah, this is how, like, super insecure guys feel like they have to, like, reclaim power, would be to, like, write a really bad song like this. Masculinity so fragile. Yeah, this is, yeah. like, you might as well just retitle this song, Fra- Fragile Masculinity. Um, I love the yes they are, yes they are, yes they are refrain. <laughs> I don't know, but the thing about this song, as stupid as it kind of is, like, you can hear this on every single dance floor. It's the perfect dance floor song. Like, one of those songs that, like, everyone's just dancing to without really listening to it, because you're probably not going to hear the lyrics on a dance floor. You're just dancing. It is consistent the whole way. And it's perfect for a dance floor. So I'm sure it got a decent amount of play just because it's perfect. I looked and looked regard. and looked and looked and looked and could not find who the female vocalist is on this. But she sounds so familiar. And I could not find any copy of this that had a credit for her anywhere. But she sounds really familiar. And it's really been annoying me that I can't figure out who she is. Mm. So uh, if any of you listening happen to know who this lady is, uh, you know, hit us up, please. Now we're going to talk about uh, some of our favorite Bobby Orlando produced tracks from 1982 and 83. And we have to start with um, probably his most well-known song that was not released under his name. Um, That would be The Flirt's Passion. Yeah, The Flirt's Flirts have quite a uh, loyal base. 
people love the flirts. Yeah, and they're they're still a thing. They're around. Um, the flirts. If you if you've never heard of the flirts, they're a girl group that Bobby Orlando assembled, and the members change out. It's just it's a revolving door because again, Bobby O, who, who's, fuck boy, who's surprised by this? <laughs> um, but yeah, they they just kind of it's always three women. Um, it's generally always a blonde, a, a brunette, and a redhead because that is how straight men <laughs> differentiate between <laughs> women. Oh, I wait. think. I'm sorry. I thought all girls were the same. Oh, that's right. Yep. See, going against your own. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> the I guess, only difference is some of them say no and some of them say yes. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> I, I do love this song a lot. Passion. Oh, yeah. It's um, a you know, it's a sexy girl dance song. If you liked uh, Ronnie Griffith's Desire, you'll like this one, mm-hmm. too. It's it's kind of a more polished version of Desire. Yeah. I'm I had never heard this song before, but I found it in researching for this show. This uh, Who's Your Boyfriend by Eric. This is hilarious. It is really good. <laughs> I mean, it is legitimately one of the most homosexual things I've ever heard. And I wonder I am, if this is the I one that he so tried to cure. Oh, yeah. Good luck. Uh, yeah. No, this is a very, very, very gay song. I love it. I don't I know love if Bobby it. O I love gets it. it. I love it. This is the like... Such a high energy gay bar anthem. Yeah, this and this is real high energy too. Like, like this is textbook high energy. I wanted to go for a sprint. It's yes. one of those kind of beats, and um, it's uh, yeah. Um, if it's your boyfriend, <laughs> it's <laughs> if this isn't enough, Eric, for you. By the way, you should check out. He's got another single called "Boy or Girl" that's also yeah. quite good. I had to talk about a Claudia Berry song because mm. I think she is just the cutest little thing. I like I, calling her Claudia. Claudia. <laughs> Claudia. Um, yeah, I, Claudia Berry is just absolutely adorable. She um, is one of these, um, I think she's like one of the unsung high energy queens. Yeah. She had several really, really good high energy songs um, with, with I think, a few different producers. I don't think she just worked with Bobby Orlando. Um, but really just a, a good string of solid dance singles and... Um, you you never hear anyone talk about her, and I don't, I don't really know, know why. Like, this is a super sexy, high-energy song. I don't know if I like her voice for it, though. Like, huh. it's too sweet. I don't know. It's just like an unsexy vocal delivery to me. I mean, it still works as a dance floor anthem, but it's like, I don't know. I could just see this being delivered differently. It's like too sweet. I just, I want a different singer on it. She can do other stuff, but this is like too sexy for her voice, I think. This is called Work Me Over, by the way. I don't yeah. think, I, don't oh, think yeah. I mentioned the title yet. Um, I... I do kind of like that weird farty horn sound that's like through this whole thing. <laughs> and it, like high energy songs always have to have one thing that I that distinguishes them if they're going to stand out in some way, because otherwise high energy music can it's really easy for it all to run together. And I think that would be the one distinguishing quality about about this one. The fart horn. Yeah.
Well, of course, we had to bring up Divine because um, I think Divine and Bobby O were were buddies. Um, and he did a few songs for her. Um, this one just happens to be my favorite. Uh, Native. Mm-hmm. It's called Native Love Step by Step. Um, it's very it's it's kind of like Bobby O does dark wave almost. A little bit. It sounds different. There's like some, it's like rapish in a way. There's like, yeah, it's got that early, yeah, yeah. It has that like early eighties hip hop charm that like, you know, I'm so-and-so and and I'm so-and-so we're rapping on down to the killer beat, you know, like that. (laughs) Yeah. You remember early hip hop. Uh Like that's what it's. That's one of my favorite. Yeah. It's like, I don't think hip hop ever got better. Like once they started changing up the way that they delivered lines, I'm like, count me out. But the, um, the, the production is just so like dark. It's like brooding. It's kind of gothy almost, uh, on this. Yep. One, two, three was another group that Bobby O put together. Um, and they had a handful of songs. I chose Runaway. They actually did a full album. Um, I'm going to tell which, you what. Which surprised me. I had never heard this song. Like A lot of these I had never heard. But this is my favorite of them. Wow. I love this song. It is like, I'm listening to it and I'm like, man, Information Society just ripped all of this. <laughs> it is like Information Society like five years earlier. Yeah. It's awesome like it's just it's like great bobby o stuff but it's got pop appeal i love it it, it definitely been huge. yes it, been huge. definitely has pop appeal i totally agree with you again not very lyrically creative yeah who and, cares? and you can hear bobby o too you can you can always tell when bobby o's in the song like his voice is very distinctive the way mm-hmm. he sings and you can definitely hear him in the hook of this of, of mm-hmm. runaway This is another one that I discovered uh, in the course of researching um, this <laughs> the, of Mr. Bobby O. And oh my gosh, how what did I? <laughs> a genius! Song. How did I go so long without knowing this song existed? There was a lady named Miss Kimberly. She literally has two songs. This is all she needs. I don't even know why she needs the second one. Yep. <laughs> And I'm I'm so angry because this has never been. I've tried to look. I was like, please let this be on a CD compilation somewhere, somewhere. The years, no, never. Um, but this track we're talking about is called "My Boyfriend Is a Communist." Yay! Um, I actually bought a copy of this seven-inch single, and it is uh, en route to me uh, as we are recording this, so that I can have a nice, high-quality clip to put <laughs> on this episode. Um, and also because I need this song uh, in my digital music uh. library. Like we've we've been downing Bobby O's lyrics for a while. Yeah, um, total one hundred and eighty here. There's one line here that is just I think should be like in a, <laughs> like every book. I don't know. Like it should be on billboards. He's so red. Now I'm so blue. <laughs> Isn't it so great? It's like talking about my idiot boyfriend. <laughs> He's so red, and I'm so blue. <laughs> 
What's so funny about this is that it really is different than anything else he did, I think. I really think this stands it does. out. If you would have played it, this song for me and said who produced it, no, I, would I never, never would have guessed Bobby Orlando because it doesn't have that structure of high energy music. It is structured like a 1950s pop song. It's mm-hmm. like the, the Tracy Ullman albums. It's very reminiscent of that. That same thing, like, let's take this structure of a 50s song and then update it for the 80s. That's what this yeah. is. And it just, I think this just nails it, just knocks it out of the park. It's so cute. And it's still so high energy, too, that it's just like, I don't know. I love it. I, I want it all the time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is another Bobbio assembled project called One Plus One, and they do the most homosexual version possible of My Girl. <laughs> and I'm telling you, if ever there were a song that needed a tongue in cheek gay cover, it is My Girl. Is this not fantastic? I don't know. Like, I don't love like uh, dance covers of old songs. What? I don't. Like, I don't know. I just I, I live find for this them, shit. I live for it. Yeah. See, I don't. I mean, it's OK. It's fine. And it's super gay. What about like the Uptown Girls version of uh, I Know I'm Losing You? You don't like that? No, it's fine. OK. It's fine. Wow. I know. Like, I just can't do it. It depends on like unless the song wasn't very good and you actually make it better. Cool. But um, I don't know. Like, this just has no oomph for me. I felt nothing. You can feel stuff, though. I do. I feel all kinds of stuff. We all feel what we want to feel. I do feel all kinds of stuff about this. I love this cover. I think it's fantastic. This one is by a group called Girly, uh, and it is titled Working Girl. Um, we mentioned, we already brought up Evelyn Thomas's High Energy. I feel mm-hmm. like it's a very similar riff. Don't you think so? A little bit. And, um, but this was a year earlier. Mm-hmm. And so, again, it's like, I don't know why that's, I don't know why Evelyn Thomas's High Energy always gets the credit for high energy music when stuff like this was already there. I don't I, know. I get you. Anyway. I don't, okay. Again with the lyrics. Like, I don't know what being, like, a working girl trying to stay ahead has to do with being in love with someone, I guess, like, unrequited. What does that have to do with it? Like, oh, my God, I have to work so much, but that means you can't love me back? I don't... What? I have nothing is she to say like, about that. Wait, is it, like, working girl, like, like hooker? Well... I mean, well, you can have, you can be in love and be a hooker too. Yeah, of course, of course you can. Like, have you never watched? Like, but I, do you are you crediting Bob? Do you think Bobby Orlando would write a song like that though? I don't know. He I would. Know. I Bobby Orlando would probably have written a song about a hooker falling in love with him. I don't know, or like maybe, 
I don't know. Like, I just don't understand what any of those two things have to do with each other. But, like, it's fine. It's a fun song. I'll tell you one um, one thing that disappointed me. I noticed that the writer credit on this was uh, to someone named C, like their first initial C, and then the last name Shore, which is a hilarious pseudonym, C Shore. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> that took me a minute. <laughs> Um, but turns, I, I was like, oh, who's Seashore? But turns out that's just a Bobby Orlando pseudonym. Yeah, he I has a lot of them. I don't, that, yeah. I was Seashore. disappointed. Womp womp. I wanted Seashore to be somebody else. He should. But it's just Bobby. What, he, I wonder if he has one called F-Boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he should. <laughs> Oh, and you know I love to save my favorite for last. This is the best Bobby Orlando song. I don't care what anyone says. You know says. what's funny? I never knew this was Bobby Orlando. Really? Like, it comes up on the playlist, and I'm like, I must be on the wrong playlist. <laughs> <laughs> no idea that this is Bobby Orlando. Um, I know this song because um, a friend who was, like, working in gay clubs in the 80s and 90s made a compilation tape for me when I was, like, 16, and this song was on it. I was obsessed with it. And I had heard it first because we were driving in his car. We worked together and we were going on a service call together. And he had one of his old mixtapes on in the car. And this song came up and I was like, what is this? This is amazing. Awesome. So I ended up tracking down the 12 inch and I've had it since I was like 17. Um, it, it is by a group called Waterfront Home. Um, and the song is Take a Chance on Me. It's not um, an ABBA cover. No, it is not an ABBA it's, cover, it's thankfully. Fine. It's another Take a Chance. Waterfront Home, another Bobby Orlando act that got a full album. Waterfront Home has a full album. It is called New Breed of Mermaid, which is an amazing title. (laughs) Um, And I believe New Breed of Mermaid is actually uh, on Spotify. I think you can stream it on Spotify. But I know that they're on Spotify because I have them on playlists and they come up all the time. Like... That's this, why I thought I was on the wrong playlist. If you if you ask me to lay down, give me five songs that like exemplify what you love about high energy, this is the first one I'm going to. It's oh, going to be great. like this song, Stacy Q Two of Hearts, uh, Stephanie Mills, bit by bit. Like that, like that is quintessential high energy to me. Yeah, and I think this song too. It's like got really good pop appeal. Like it's a good oh, pop 100%. song on its own. Like it's. I don't know. Like it sounds very Bobby O. Yeah, but you for can, years I never knew it was Bobby O. You can hear so his like, voice on the chorus again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just oh, I love this song. So good. It's uh, on the map of my heart, darling. You are the darling. World. You are the world. Like, that's what a, a lyric! Line, but so good.
So there you go. That's a lot of Bobby O singles. And I mean, we didn't even make a dent in his catalog. Seriously, go look up his Discogs page and you'll see how many records he was producing and he's like in these still couple doing years. It too. He is. Um, he is still active. Uh, he had a single. His most recent single came out in 2016. It's called Love and You. Um, it is on Spotify and it is still it still sounds like Bobby O. Mm -hmm. It's still very high energy. Yeah, I think he's still out there doing a lot of like DJ and producing stuff still in New York. I know he's friends with Jelly Bean. He and Jelly Bean have been together since the 80s. (laughs) I would sure hope they're buddies. Yeah. Um, So yeah, that's that's Bobby O. (laughs) Not much else to say about him that we haven't said yet. We've said things. We've given our lawyers some material to work with this week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you would like to sue us, reach out to us at (laughs) offbeattrackscast.com. Maybe we should have given a fake contact. No, no, we're not scared. It's fine. Yeah, we're totally good. Uh, We're also on Twitter if you want to troll us or whatever. Oh yeah, please. At Offbeat Tracks. Yeah, and uh, we'll be back next week. with people that we have nicer things to say about, probably. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Eyes the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> Watch out, Oceania. <laughs> We're coming for you. We'll see you next week. Yeah.